Hey everyone, welcome back to another week with Read the Room podcast. It's your girl Merv, and it's your girl Ambria. <laughs> Don't act like. And it's Ambria. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, we are back. We're back after last episode. We did a little sweet tea. It, it was, was a, a very was a long sweet tea, long sweet tea, sour yeah. sweet tea, sour not sweet, sweet tea. in any Spoiled way. Milk. Yeah, we talked about Bill Cosby. You know, I actually yeah. after we talked about that, I talked to my friend who's a public defender, and she actually explained to me like the actual law behind it. I don't want to go into it, but I would suggest <laughs> looking into it. It's it's actually it interesting. Called? The it's not like a certain law itself, oh. but the reason that he's out is actually on like just means like he made a deal. Really? Yeah. She was like he like as much as it's trash, like he actually deserves to be free because ah. no, like legally, not morally, but not morally, legally. but legally, like they made a deal with him being like, okay, we're not gonna bring a criminal suit against you because we're gonna bring a civil suit, which is a suit for money, so you can pay, and we're not gonna try and take you to jail. And they're like, okay, boom. And then they didn't honor it. They still were like. Okay, civil suit and anyways criminal yeah. suit too. So it's like they call it due process. So, but if it, it was it just for that one case, or could they have could he have admitted it and then brought in someone another victim and they use the same logic? They could, or they the could same. have used so they could have done a civil suit with that person who worked at that university, and then they could have had another victim come and they could bring a criminal suit. But I think that the reason that they chose that individual, and I'm not certain was that the facts were strongest oh, for her. Yeah. So it's like, if everybody else's facts are weaker, yeah. the burden of proof is stronger in a criminal case. So, like, your chances. If you're not going to get in a civil, you're not going to get in a criminal. That makes so. sense. But, yeah. All of that to stay still. Everything we said still stands. Still stands. I still hold PD but... words. And, yeah. <laughs> still hold PD I'm words. I'm trying to cut back on... Uh, Wishing my um, threats, quote right. unquote. All right. Well, we'll see if they redo <laughs> any of it, but um, yeah, still check the predators in your life. Anyways, For sure. So, what are we talking about this week? This week, so I went to LA. When is that? Fourth of July weekend. Okay. And I was on a plane, and I finally got a chance to watch um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. On the plane, it was so good. Yes. Everybody did a great job in that movie. They- but it just got me thinking, like, the story of Fred Hampton, the Black Panther Party, the police, how the government interacted with them, how yeah. they even got that guy to turn and things like that. Yeah. It just got me thinking of, like, the larger conversation of what it, what does a black revolution look like for us That's... versus what we're currently in, you know? Yes. And I don't even, when I was thinking about the notes for this episode, I don't have an answer. Of what makes the most sense for black people because it's so complex. So this is us just, just talking, honestly. Trying to figure it out. And if you have an answer, let us know. Yeah. So when we say things like the black, you know, the revolution will be televised. I feel like in this day and age where we are right now as black people, I think it's not even going to be a thing for us. <laughs> no, not, I don't mean that to be funny, but I think we're so far removed from the core of, of like what, what it he was mean. doing and yeah. what they were doing. Of and- what it means to be free. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that all of them went to jail. There was none of them like pretty much left over, not left over, left to like keep the message going as strong as it was when Fred Hampton was alive, yeah. when the Black Panther Party was yeah. still at its strongest. But we saw the government did every single thing that it could to make sure that like the people, and it does this in... Yeah, and ever you know, whenever something happens, when there's an like uprise in power or in 
camaraderie, really. Yeah. Like, when black people are together on anything, they're like, it's cut a threat. Out. Yeah. And to think that he was, what, 21? He was so young. A, a baby. Where he, he lived across the street. Like, when yeah. he died, he was across the street. And then he's originally from Maywood. His parents are neighbors with <laughs> where my mom, where my mom and them grew up. Everybody likes to make jokes about where I'm from. from okay, but okay. Fred Hampton though, so don't, don't. <laughs> be proud of your neighborhood. Anyways, I'm from Bobby. Anyways, <laughs> but um, yeah, as we we're saying, like just like the government and him and what they were doing was just so simple and so like morally correct. Yes, and just like trying to do their own thing and do it the right way for the government to be scared of something like that. I think that's the part that really just like trips me out. They were just trying to feed the kids. They were morally very sound. I think I've told this story on an episode before. My granny talks about the Black Panthers and how they would go to parties and they would walk them home. And it would be one of them on every corner making sure everything, like everybody's safe. Then we saw they had the free breakfast program. Like, right. I don't know if it's that the government was scared that they were close to socialism because it's like we have to have a hierarchy. And if they're feeding people and if they're helping people, then that kind of messes with the, you know, and also the concept of us being able to be self-sufficient. That part does not that doesn't we as a community fund so many industries like think about it. all of them. Think about the hair industry. If only black people controlled the hair industry, the amount of money that would stay in our black community. Me. But that that's bothersome Yeah, if, you know, you stand to benefit otherwise. And that's the issue with capitalism. You already know. I don't have to say it. <laughs> Every episode. I don't have by, to say it. Uh, I only participate because there's no other option. Yeah. But the problem with capitalism is that you have to have poor people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... The most poor people just so happen to be black people. That's all happened. But so on top of being poor, you have like the racism aspect of it. And it just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper because the system has been set up in this way that they need. Like they literally are begging for us to stay poor in yeah. order to keep to sustain this system. Yeah. If we become aware of the inequalities of the world, if we become, you know, self-confident and things like that, and more about community than everything they've built, the card of the house of cards just falls apart. It's true. It's true. So they go out of their way to kill people. <laughs> that's that's the truth. They did kill him. <laughs> that's the truth. They did. They kill him. They did. And his and wife you know and what? his baby was in and the room. And that was foul because you saw how they shot into the house yeah and then that causes someone to shoot back and right that one shot back is that oh that's all they needed me, so now that's we're gonna that's oh my god that's, that's terrible all they needed there's a quote about that about somebody provoking somebody please don't find it because you'll be on this <laughs> no. podcast for 30 minutes looking for something and i'm like so guys what are y'all I'm doing like, out I'm there not, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna bring it up but then another point um is even the guy who went undercover and like did all of this to kind of help facilitate you're saying the dude that they flipped yeah Uh and to use things like jail time and coercion and all those things against people he was a poor young black man i'm not taking up for him in any way because he very much had a choice he could have went to jail for a little bit and been out and but i avoided that i sympathize with him in that like, they're, as much as they were painting him as the villain, I didn't see him as the villain. Yeah. I saw the system as the villain. Me and too. And he was someone a who they He system. was a victim. Just like in the same way that Fred, well, different way than Fred Hampton was. Yeah. But 
really it's y'all attacking the black community in and, one way or and another. you could see so many times in that movie where he was just like so morally conflicted like, he was what? Morally like conflicted. what am i doing i know and i was watching like i want to be mad at you but what do you do yeah. in a situation like that you like you say you don't have no money the other option is to go to jail like yeah. everybody says oh yeah i would never snitch i would never flip whatever but you're choosing your freedom Jail is not a joke. I think people forget that part. Yeah. You're not just in the cell. It's a war zone. I, especially American jails, it's not for rehabilitation. Oh, no. they You go there, you get worse. Yeah. So, I don't know. If anybody... I don't know. People confuse, like, street code with, like, common sense. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah, don't tell on your friends or whatever. But in a situation like that, if you have nothing... Right. And they were giving him money. It, yeah. And they gave him a car. It was they just were like giving him everything. so much. But that, his situation, like, shows, is a perfect example of just, like, the state of the black community. And mm. I feel like this is a good segue into, like, this whole concept of, like, black cap- capitalism as we know it. Like, celebrities and, like, okay, when you don't have nothing and they give you the choice, hey, like, you could have something. It's either you have it or, like, put on for your whole community. Yeah. People be like, okay, I'll take it. Just because they, you know, they want the chance to live a more lavish lifestyle. Like, and can you be mad at somebody if they were otherwise never going to live like that? Like, I don't know. It's. I think with black capitalism is the where we go wrong as a community is that we think it's going to solve all our problems. Oh, and it's quite literally not. Let's say in a perfect world, we got, you know, we did get this ideal world of the black Wall Street and we brought all that stuff back. Mm-hmm. You peeled one layer or right. racism that doesn't exist. You peel that layer, too. Then you start having shit with elit- elitism, yeah. classism. You're still gonna have poverty because in order for capitalism to work, I don't. It doesn't matter black, brown, red, purple, whatever. Somebody, somebody has, has to be, be at, at the, the bottom. bottom. So this hierarchy is always gonna be in place. Yeah. So when uh, celebrities like Jay Z, for example, for oh God, I hope I made Beyonce and she don't listen to this podcast because I stay talking about her husband. But like people. Like Jay-Z, for example, when he's encouraging people to claim eminent domain and gentrify their neighborhoods. And I think the intent can come from a good place, but we've seen it done that it, that the outcome that you're hoping for is not where you're going to wait, get. Wait, what does he even hope? Like, I don't understand. What is like he saying? Like, buying back stuff in your neighborhood and then turning it around for like public use. But like, okay. Not like community centers, but like something for profit. Okay. Stuff like that. And gentrifying your neighborhoods. Okay. So, getting all the bad seeds out, that type of thing. That's the same thing. What? It's, it's like, what's the difference between that and, like, regular gentrification? There is it's all gentrification. So, I don't know. I, I struggle. I struggle with it as much as, like, it's like, okay, we want... Neighbor, we want our neighborhoods to look good, and we want to feel safe, and we want it to, you know, we want to have some art on the walls, and we want that vibe and stuff (laughs) too. Like we all want that, but it's like, at what expense? Like, can you achieve that while letting people stay? And to the extent you can't, then it's like you're being a part of the problem. I don't know. But then you gotta look at it like if you pushing out the people that can't, it's like. Most likely you're you're pushing out like single family, you know, providers and things mm-hmm. like that. Most of the times the people that are are affected aren't even the people that you're trying to get out. That's a good point. 
If you're it's trying like to get the, out, people like, that are just like you know by the product of the system, they have to live in those neighborhoods because they can't afford to live in other neighborhoods. When you come in, you gentrify, you raise the the prices of rent, and then they can't they have nowhere it. to go, so yeah. they they get pushed out. And then it's like, how far do they keep getting pushed out? Because yeah. I feel like every time there's like a a black neighborhood. Um, that's previously been gentrified. They want to keep pushing the, you know, the territory bounds. Like, how far we, is we gonna go? This is a go? perfect example. Like, it's you know, getting more and more. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's difficult because I feel like people see buying back the neighborhood and like selling it for profit as a resolution to crime. Yeah, and it just, I, I don't see it that yeah. way. Like, we have so many hundreds of years of issues. That have got us to the place that we're at right now with regard to crime. Mm-hmm. Now it almost sounds dumb to be like, no, open a community center so the kids have some. You know how all the movies would be like, yeah. yeah, just open a center and then they'll stop selling drugs. It's bigger, bigger than, than that. that now. Like it's to the point where, okay, even if they go to the community center, like, are they going to be able to go and get a job separate from what they? If after school I'm at the center coloring, right? Okay, then in a few years, can I get a job? And how much is that job going to pay? Right. And if that job is paying minimum wage, when I could be on the street making way more than minimum wage, yeah. it's like you can buy back as many blocks as you want, but that's not going to change the position that black people have in this country. Like, you, and you're even not. even when you are buying back the block, you're making it better, quote unquote, and you're pushing people out. You're only bringing in a very specific type of black people into these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So it's never the people that need it. No, you know, it's the type. It's the people that. Um, it's the, you know the type of black people I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't want to say it verbatim, but you know the type of people that type of black people that I, I, I'm talking about. They want to live in these areas. They want to. Buy houses at a low cost, fix them up, rent them out, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want to, um, want to say about that. And then they're just like, oh, you can live here, but not you because you're this specific type of black. They subscribe. And you- it's like people who subscribe to like white norms, yeah. but then they're like, okay, I'm going to exist like a white person would in this space, exactly. but I'm going to be black though. And yeah. it's like, no, like, yeah. And that's where we come into the issue of black people not like just by default be morally correct it's oh my god i saw a tweet about that today where it was like let's stop acting like black women are and i don't know what it was it was like homophobic or Mm -hmm. like you know yeah um what's the word misogynistic because like really people do be but like just because you're you're black it does not mean that your morals align with things that benefit the community like truthfully i hear a lot a lot of, of people a lot of black lot people of black saying people. things that are counterproductive to our community because they feel like they're an other. Yeah. Like, look at them doing that, like, the bonnet conversation. Oh, my Don't God. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to go outside and bonnet, <laughs> okay? But, like, people being like, they need to not wear bonnets and they need to this, that, and the other because they see themselves as here. Yeah. And the rest of the black community is here. Yeah. And you see a lot of that, especially with these celebrities who are like, buy back the block. Yeah. And... And these be the same people that used to live on the block. And then you come in and essentially just ruin the, the lives of the people on those blocks. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like I think that there is some there's something to be said about 
landlords and their relationships with the community and if you can afford to buy back a building on the block and you can be a more just landlord yeah. than the people who had it do that yeah. by any means like okay you can afford it go and give people a little a little bit more grace than you yeah. saw them getting when you were coming up that don't mean buy a building tear it down put something tall there make it so expensive put a pool in there and a starbucks yeah nobody's saying that if you're gonna buy it back like is it about community or is it about money and black black capitalism and community can't exist in the same sentence it's all about the profits unfortunately that's all everyone ever sees when they're talking about buying these they don't care who lives there they don't care what's going on they just want to buy up these buildings so in like 10 15 years when they're worth millions of dollars they can sell it or whatever it's not it's never been about making things black you know better for for um black people no it's not it's about an individual making money yeah and they want to be part of an elite group like hey look at all these great things that i do yeah it's not about the people the other 99 percent of my people but look at us here us one percent centers like you know one percent of millionaires or whatever the case may be so it's like and people be itching to be like you said in that elite group like i always talk about i want to be a landlord i was like i'm gonna be such a cool landlord like we're gonna be having events we're gonna have barbecues and stuff like that and i'm not saying get over on me but will i give people a little bit more grace grace? yeah i will because if i'm a landlord can i afford your bills that month yeah i can because i have another job so like let's put you on a payment plan or whatever the case may be. People don't be having the excess funds and they want to be a landlord so bad to the yeah. extent that anything goes wrong. They're like, you need to right. give me my, cause I'm living off this right, right now. Like, okay, so maybe right. a landlord wasn't it's the not. best decision for you. Landlords that don't have real jobs. I'm sorry, <laughs> please. Indeed.com careerbuilders.com there's so many options go get a freaking job because that's yeah that's people like have the mentality of i want to buy this building so people can pay my mortgage so when stuff like the pandemic happens what you gonna do and you You ain't got no job you saw people struggle yeah because you ain't got no job it was landlords going crazy like because you were getting over on people yeah you were making excess to the if it's to the extent that you are making a living off of the extra money like you know how much your mortgage is you're charging people that much that you're making a living off them like i don't know especially if you have multiple units i'm like you still yeah go to work but owning property and owning a building is becoming one of those little like buzz terms yeah like black community like I'm a landlord, so woo woo this. I own a six flat, four flat, whatever yeah, the case and, may be. And it don't be nothing about the community. Nothing. It's about you seeming like you're here yeah. and everybody else is there. Exactly. Whole time I've been out here saying it like purchasing is not a difficult process. Yeah. So it's literally the same way that getting an LLC, it's not a difficult process it's, at if all. If you got two hundred dollars and some time. It's like very it's a simple process yeah. if you're gonna choose to do it. But again, people choosing to be here. Getting a passport, same thing. There's certain $200. things in our community that people are using as buzz terms yeah. for success. And that's not success. Own and designer, another thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much like, like if you could just appear that you have these things and all of a sudden you're like yep um i made it yeah i think with people i ultimately at the end of the day the idea of wanting to own property and stuff like that there's nothing wrong with it in this like pure concept 
And that's the quickest way to build wealth. But I feel like if you really are about the black community, you care about your people. Let's say you have like a six flat. You'll rent out uh, three to four of them to people who can pay that mortgage. And then you have like one unit you use for like low income, low income. families uh-huh. or something uh-huh. like that. Or every three buildings you buy, you dedicate that to people uh-huh. in a low income you yeah, know, some situation. Some mandate that. Like yeah. you can't come in here and do all this. You need to have at least. Yeah. Some. That's how you build community community. Cause then these people are in these places that they can afford to live in. And you never know, they might get a stroke of luck and they can like move up to something else. Mm-hmm. But because you had that program in place, they were able to succeed. Yeah, and I feel like to some extent you can vet your people. I don't know. Yeah. But low income people get a very bad rep. They do. So I feel like if you are I don't know, if you're worried, do an interview or something. Like, you know, this is like okay, <laughs> talk to them, a get to know mom them versus like a group of young dudes who clearly like right. gonna be on dirt. Like give people a little bit more leeway and it's also probably hella people you know that are low income and on low income housing and you have no idea no idea so and you talking about them and they be your closest they friends, sitting right there unquote. like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> right um cool so in this whole discussion of black capitalism I wish people would just be honest about their intentions and just say that they want to be the white people of black people. And that's, I think we could have like a that's an really, understanding. That's really what it comes down to. Because it is not about building us all up. It's about people wanting to be that one. Yeah. I want to be, you know, that one with uh, a bunch of money. Yep. That one who can afford this, that, yep. and the other. And I will push y'all down. Mm-hmm. It's not about us thing. Yeah. Or it's about creating a little bitty group. It's not about everybody else, though. Right. Someone had... Okay, no, this was a quote that I do know. Um, I did see this <laughs> this tweet one time. This girl was like, I can't wait to get rich and, like, you know, just, like, randomly donate to people's GoFundMe. And somebody was like, um, instead of wishing to, wishing to be, like, the richest, why don't you, like, you know, do something... Wish for, like, better systems in place Equality. where we wouldn't have to do <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know even yeah. in having like those intentions they seem pure yeah but it's like why do you want to hoard wealth yeah she said. to the point that you have so much that you can just randomly give it away yeah Ooh. okay because if you even if you are rich like most um celebrities are and you have enough money to give back but then you still have millions <laughs> that no that doesn't work out that's but that, that's, you're, you're hoarding wealth at that point yeah. no matter how you shake it it doesn't matter how many programs you do how do you have enough money to build buildings for the homeless and do all this and do all this and, and still, still have, have millions, millions and millions of dollars? of dollars you're hoarding wealth and that's the main problem that we have it's not it's not even just a problem about being black it's a problem of the structure that's created and you're feeding into that you live in that structure yeah. That's capitalism by definition, though. Yeah, so we got to eat the rich. Oh, Lord. That's Jesus. really what it comes down to. Okay, but you know And what? we're not talking about certain people. We're not talking about... You, you know who we're talking about. Period. You know? I saw a tweet, like, it's, we're not talking about the people who are, like, in the $100,000 no, range. No, we're no talking, one's talking about, about the billionaires, okay? Yeah. So stop trying to attack your friends for and having we, a good job. Exactly. Like, okay. And we've said this before that people... Um, we've said this before. What did we say before? 
no, something no, no, no. about hating capitalism, no, no, no. I'm guessing. Yeah, of course, but it. like people defend millionaires and billionaires because they see themselves because they're at like, that point. I might be that one person who. No, it's I mean, literally so hard to get a million dollars. You have to have was it ten one hundred thousand dollars to get to a million, mm-hmm. and then to get to a billion, you have to have like what? I don't know. One million, one billion, one million, one millions. A million? No, that's you can't. Not a million millions. No. How much million? No, nine hundred ninety-nine thousand millions. Right? Is that how that works? Anybody got math out there? Yeah, I think it's nine hundred ninety-nine thousand millions to get to a billion. So, because they hypothetically see themselves, they want to protect that. Everybody is trying to protect the the up here. Yeah, which is why those people up there get to do stuff like not pay taxes. (laughs) We both pay more taxes than. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That nigga that just went to the space was named Jeff Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. We pay more than him. We pay more than Bill Gates. What are they talking about with the whole like rich people going to space? That's the new thing. They're just doing it for fun because they have money. Mm. This one lady whose husband wrote um, works at NASA. She wrote literally how it is impossible for humans to live on a different planet without having people here working. Like for like for example, she gave the example of for twelve people to live on Mars or wherever, it takes about a thousand people down here to Are keep them alive. Are you joking me? Because mm-hmm. when something goes wrong and you yeah. up there, what you gonna do? Yeah. Ain't no oxygen. Yeah. So they have to make sure that you're good. So they're just they're doing, doing it for whatever. for fun. Okay. They could be doing more important things, but okay, they want to. Beyond space, Xenon was a raw movie though. So it was a raw movie, that. and you see, they even them they have problems and they have to rely on people on Down Earth. Here, you're right. Oh, I'm about to go watch that. Me too. I was gonna watch that the other day. Okay, um, <laughs> but, that's kind of what's up. but yeah, people see themselves in, in that space, and uh, yeah, we do more of the protecting the rich than anything else. Um, okay, let's segue into black ownership. Black ownership. Great idea. Love it. Great idea. Love it, love it, love it. Not a new idea. This has been a thing since, you know, Black Wall Street, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But when you talk about it in terms of, like, public policy or public impact, and then you have the conversation of ownership versus consumerism, ownership is, like, what Nipsey was trying to do, like, buy back his block, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Then you have consumerism, where you want to do all black everything. Okay. Which is quite literally impossible you're saying that people you're saying it's unrealistic when people are like make everything black yes and it's impossible because of the way the system is set up even just like the system of how we consume things um for example you can buy a t-shirt from a black owned company but where they get their t-shirt from it could be made in china Uh it could be you know wherever the wherever it's made from india wherever so it's technically not not black yeah but it's a black person. It's a black person fronting in the chain of it. It's kind of like um, Jordans. Right. Made by... Somewhere else. Yeah. But Michael Jordan is the face of it. Right. So that's essentially how it works with consumerism when, it, when in the black community. There's absolutely no way that we can all be 100% all black everything. Because then that would mean all of the supply chains, all the up to the top, would have to be all black everything. I, and I also think... There's something to be said, well, something that ought to be mentioned more is how this rise and like this new wave of like black ownership means that a bunch of people are doing the same thing. Yeah. So I think that perhaps 
if we had a better understanding of the chain of command in every single yeah. area, if somebody was like, okay, I'm a get the whatever materials and I'm going to put them together yeah. and I'm going to do this, then perhaps we could do a little bit more of that, you know, taking over industries. Everybody wants to buy the t-shirt right. and iron something on yeah. it, okay? And where'd you get those iron-ons from? Where'd An you, Asian company, yeah, most likely. Yeah, where'd you get the shirt from? And then you're going to go to Instagram and you're going to sell it and then somebody's right. going to buy that shirt one time because it's really not for you. Yeah. Like, your friends are just gassing you yeah. because... They want to support. Exactly. That's why we why we have so many t-shirt companies. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. Some t-shirts be wrong. They do like, be fire. But we have a lot of the same things. Now it's been lashes. Yeah. That's one of the things. Everybody wants to sell lashes. And where does everybody get their mink lashes from? Where does from? everybody get the lashes? How about somebody start... Even our hair. The hair. Yeah. I feel like that one would be a hard one because like... We it'd be, not going to give our... Unless everybody want kinky. <laughs> Y'all want some four, some four A, four B type Cause you don't have to go to the Malaysian girls, the Brazilian yeah. girls, cause to get that hair, we need, we need some camaraderie. We could get in the, we can go in the Afro Latino community, the Afro whatever community, tap into that. But for the most part, yeah, that would be difficult. But moral of the story, it's impossible to be. Um, there's no such thing. It doesn't exist because we don't own the supply chain. And, and until we start to be supply chain focused, right. there is no... Even, did you watch American Gangster about Frank it's been, Lucas? It's been a long time since I watched he, that movie. On, he got that supply chain, honey, okay? <laughs> so watch that and do that with your hair and your lashes. Um, have you ever watched, um, was it Trigger Warning with Mike? What's the Killer Mike? Watch what? Trigger Warning. Mm-mm. He has a show. Mm-mm. It's basically about him trying to do this whole black consumerism thing and... He, for example, he tried to only shop at black grocery stores. He found there was only one black grocery store mm-hmm. around him, and they were very limited in their selection mm-hmm. um, to get to shows. He couldn't use the, the car service because there was no black car on car services. Mm-hmm. We had to walk. Oh, His so cell phone. It, you, oh, it's impossible. Yeah. Even if you, if you think about the platforms that people sell on, the most popular Shopify is owned by white people. Mm. So even how you sell your goods, yeah, even all. the web, most of it's owned by Amazon. So it's like, yeah, if you are we black- truly ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what? If we went back in time to when segregation was very much a thing, and if we kept that going then perhaps we would be closer to it because so. if you didn't have the option to buy from a vendor who wasn't black, you would have a black vendor yeah. to do that. But, you know, if we got pushed into these certain jobs and these jobs that make more and these jobs right. that are more innovative or whatever, those weren't the jobs that we had. And here we are with t-shirt companies. Like, <laughs> we these t-shirt companies. But no, segregation made several points and I kind of wish it would have worked out in our favor. Yeah, separate but equal. Low key. I made this argument and I had took an education law class and yeah. it was like, I mean, not to sound oh, like I don't want man. y'all in here, but no. I don't want <laughs> y'all in here. No, there's like studies that have shown that like in the classroom in particular, like integration did not help black people. It only They were traumatized. 
Yeah. Walking to school, you got a whole bunch of kids yelling at you. Adults. I just bought some art that has a picture of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's traumatizing. And then you get in the classroom and say you're a white person. You're in a newly integrated classroom. It's like, oh, my God, what is that? What's your hair? What are you doing? You're you're getting the cultural service immersion trip right right in the classroom Mm -hmm. before a black student. Now you're sitting next to someone who society has taught you is better than you. And society has taught them, too. So then your experience in the classroom... And for anyone who attended a predominantly white classroom, more power to y'all. It, yeah, nothing. Cause. It was the same way as <laughs> when it was, you know, more yeah. subtle, but like, yeah. Literally, you're literally sitting next to people who used to go to, to zoos filled with them. Um, you. Yeah. <laughs> I would just go to the zoo like, to see black somebody like people. you. So that's so really I, crazy. Yeah. So I appreciate everything that the ancestors did. I really do. But there had to be someone that was like, you know what? I don't know if that's the way. Because we face, we were going to face, you know, hardship anyway. But it's just like, it's so uncomfortable in this world yeah. as a black person. Because there's so much that you have to think about. So much against you. It's like, was it worth it? I, you know what? I'm so curious. I would love to do more research into integration itself. Yeah. Because America never does anything off morals. There has to have been some kind well, of financial like incentive. impetus behind yeah integration but you know what look at capitalism yeah. as we know it now yeah they were probably like okay we're only selling to white people if we sell to white and black people and we push them out of the industry we'll make more money it yeah. probably was a situation like that because they're not about to integrate based on the fact that we are humans and deserve rights they would have done that like 400 years prior they would have right? never got us they if they ne- thought they we were us. humans they, they would have left us is in the concept it was was it is it was or is it still because sometimes I, I can't decipher between old and new government you're talking about in the whatever was in the constitution is still there but they're like Ooh, we're not gonna so they didn't just like erase it is they print out a new constitution or something they're very much like no this is the constitution we're gonna but then they make amendments like okay just getting Y'all can be equal. But they kept the original one. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. That's what the amendments are. That says a lot. Change this thing. Like, okay. Instead of just printing out something new. Yeah, no. We've been needing a new constitution <laughs> for some time now, okay? Since 1776. Yeah, instead We've of making been... amendments, it's like, let's just start this Let's over. rip it up. It's the old ass piece of paper. They're very much not let's, into that. Let's That's rip it up. That's why they make amendments. It's so sick. But yeah, I wish we had would have had an um, opportunity to experience a world where it's just like we ain't gotta like integrate. That's the <laughs> nicest way that I could say it. I wish we experienced a world where I don't know, just let people exist. If there was no slavery, life as we know it would be different. If it was like, oh, I want to come to the U.S. and like see what it's about. Right. Okay, then we wouldn't have to want to be away from right. y'all. But if everybody stayed in their own corner, stay where you are. And then if you want to explore, explore. But that's not how yeah. it went. I think that was what the intention was. Well, that's how it went for our... white people, though, Loki. No, yeah, it is. Like Spain, Italy, France. Yeah. They were but like, you know I what? They explore. Yeah. They... But, you know, they came here because of religious reasons. What religion is it? You know, the whole pilgrims and the go see pilgrimages. They want, I don't know. Oh, you're saying that they were feeling... Why they even came here in the first place was to get away from whatever religious confines they had in in Europe. 
well, came to the U.S., but think about people who went to, like, Spain just to, I mean, from Spain to, like, Latin America. Mm-hmm. They weren't going because they felt right confined. They were going because they had orders to go take over some stuff. That's true. So it's like, maybe if y'all didn't do right, that. Right, because at that time, they did have all the technology, quote-unquote. Yeah, they had all the stuff. That's why Christopher like, Columbus, they're like, hey, go and get us some more land. Like, go take yeah. over some stuff. Go kill some people off and, like, yeah. let's claim that land. Instead of... Go and meet the people and let's start trading with them. And let's yeah. start, you know, like, was that nobody's idea? Yeah. Nobody thought, maybe let's not kill them. No, but just because they're not civil people. You can't bring a civil concept to uncivil people. To barbaric individuals. They talk about people being, other folks being savages, but we've only seen there's one n- type of savage. There is nothing more savage than that. You think about it, though. Back in the olden days, I feel like the the goal was just to have more land, just have like you Conquer. know have your yeah. empire be bigger and bigger and bigger without regard for humans. We needed to have more women rulers, low key. I bro, think that's what it, that yeah. could have definitely. I feel like changed yeah. things, and not just any women POC, <laughs> POC black, <laughs> black POC, white women at the end. Cause things would have definitely been different if it wasn't about like power and ownership. If it was like, let's collaborate. Yeah. That's another part of this whole black capitalism movement that, um, kind of where you have a, a sense of like a revisionist history when mm-hmm. they bring up the whole, we was Kings and stuff like that. So they're trying to go back to this fictitious oh, part yeah, of history. That's a, yeah. Because honey, we just, was not all Kings and Queens. Right. Just like with just black like, capitalism or just like the idea of capitalism. You need people at the bottom. Yeah. It's like, they have slaves too. They're gonna rewrite history, and when Obama was president, we was all president. <laughs> we came from presidents no. and vice presidents, Obama <laughs> and Kamala. Like, no, that was two people. A yeah. hundred years from now, that's what they gonna be. Yeah, saying. I came from. It's always all or nothing. It's like two things can exist at the same time because yeah. at the end of the day, we are humans. Yeah, we're humans, and that's just like how humans operate. And everybody plays a role in society. Like, Boom. I don't know why y'all thought. It, so it was just a. A neighborhood full of kings and queens. Like who? What kingdom did you who bathed them? (laughs) Who cooked? So you telling me the kings and queens up at six a.m. cooking their own breakfast? They must washing their own clothes. Different definition of king and queen. Because if that's (laughs) a king, baby, shit, give me something else. Yeah, give me something else. But again, it's like like a almost like a, a delusion of some sort. It is because we come from some of us. Yeah. Some of us do. And some, and some of us, us do not. Yeah. <laughs> do not. <laughs> it's funny. And it's about. okay. <sighs> so kind of um, head into our last segment of this discussion on black uh, revolution versus black capitalism. It's also very, we know how the government played a part in how we're talking about in the movie Judas and uh, the Black Messiah. It's mm-hmm. a very, based on a real, a true story. We also have to talk about in this whole black capitalism thing, how the idea of black capitalism was co-opted by the government, um, not to encourage black capitalism or black entrepreneurship, ownership, anything like that, but to then kind of pit people in the black community against each other using the idea of black capitalism. So for example, Richard Nixon, when he was president, he co-opted the movement by offering lower interest rates or more um, incentivized, more, um, what's the word, more enticing 
um, interest rates to black entrepreneurs, but also but not offering anything to like the working class, the poor class or anything like that. By by doing that, he then increases the divide within the black community because you have these people who are this select few who yeah. are participating in this black capitalism and reaping the benefits, but you still have the the working class, poor class who are not getting anything. Yeah. So they took an idea that was, I don't know if it so, was so. Um, innocent in nature and then turned it into a thing where it's always going to be running around in a circle with no exit. Right. It probably came from a decent place. Yeah. Most things come most things come from at least a little bit of a decent place, but yeah. they don't consider the implications. Yeah. When it's built out, it doesn't Yeah. This. So and then from there, most presidents took the Nixon method down to even Obama and Trump when he was doing that whole thing with Ice Cube and trying to say, Oh, we're trying to put more into black entrepreneurs and, you know, revive black neighborhoods. That's not what they're trying to do. They're just trying to keep us exactly where we're at they're trying to that's the thing when they work so hard to keep us where we're at they are using certain people to be able to say look what i did right it's like okay you can't say i didn't do nothing for the black community because i gave that black millionaire one more million dollars so y'all poor people can't say anything it's like always to just that's exactly how they check it it off so they took this idea and weaponized it against the very people that it was built to built to help to help so when we're discussing um, ownership, black ownership, you got to really like dig deep and think that and just know that this system is so over our heads that we can't even begin to comprehend how to break this down. It's even from like when I was younger, even from when I was in high school, it just feels like we're so much deeper yeah. into the problems. Like we're too deep. We're stuck. Yeah. It's like I used to when I was young, it's like, oh, yeah, you need to just. Give everybody programs and yeah. give them, but it's so far beyond that at this point. I don't even, I don't know what could fix it. Like, what could possibly fix it? It sounds impossible because damn near is. You have to break it down was, the system. And, that's the only and thing. And that's not going to happen. Like, right now, we're arguing for like the minimum wage to go up. Right. Even with the minimum wage higher, it just is not enough. <laughs> no. Like, I'm thinking about, like, from the perspective of, say, I'm a young dude, a street dude, okay, yeah. and I'm selling drugs. What could possibly go different in his life that would make him be like, no, nah, I'm I'm going to turn away from the streets where I'm making a bunch of money because right. I have this other option that is just as feasible. There is nothing. People be like, go to college. That's four years, uh, and you school. might get a decent job that might pay you decent. You just never. It's a gamble. School is it's a, a gamble. gamble. So, like, when people complain about people's life choices and what they do, and like, oh, trying to say that some people are not productive members of society, it's like, so what's a just as easy alternative? Right. There is none. Whereas, say you were white, and you were on the street or whatever. But then you know somebody who knows somebody who gets you a job. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, that's just it. That's, how that's comparable. Yeah. And meanwhile, we have nothing. There's it's either no... you go this route or you go this route. You do nothing. There's not a lot of options for us. Yeah, it's not a lot of options at all. You can't just too flat your way out of this. <laughs> you really can't. <laughs> yeah, this problem is, it's be, is it's so way bigger beyond. than that. You can't professional development your way out of this problem. You can't brunch boots your way 
out of this problem. Like, you can't HBC your way out of this. You cannot. You can't, there there's is no, nothing. We're stuck. You cannot teach your company you teach your <laughs> way out of this problem. You it's can't bigger. teach your company your way out of this. I'm so sad for our people, but this is where we're at. Yeah, sick and sad, but. And everybody, and a lot of rap songs be like, look at the Jews. They're white. What you mean, look at the Jews? They're white. They're white and they received remorse. Yes. Bro. They did something to the Jews and they were like, dang, that was really foul. Like, yeah. that was really foul what we did to y'all. Yeah. For us, they're like, um, y'all didn't forget about it yet? Like, it was, yeah, you know, literally. Like, and the fact that in the whole, the whole Nazi trial thing, that shit was a sham with the, when the leaders were on trial for what they did. What was, first of all, the fact that America paid like Holocaust survivors reparations that shit didn't happen here it happened in Germany that's Germany's responsibility but if you bring up reparations for um American slaves they're like oh then that's uh, too much uh, uh, yeah but you can give money to someone yeah. I mean they you know people they deserve that money to rebuild their lives undoubtedly but, but it's like, like that wasn't your fault yeah I feel like yeah give them the reparations and give us them too yeah like y'all both of them if y'all got that much money bro spread the love yeah it's and then the people that was doing all this shit they were able to escape to places like here places like latin Mm -hmm. america then then they started owning shit like banks yeah so it's like uh, so then you have these people that they hate even people of their own skin tone what the fuck you think they gonna do to black people when we try to go in and get a a a loan for a home a loan for a business a building they're not finna give it to us. Yeah. Live in their neighborhood. No. All of it. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. There's, there's gotta be a positive in this, but I quite literally don't know I what that is. I was literally gonna say, if anybody has a resolution, <laughs> let us know, because we have so much confusion. I don't know what it is. There, I mean, there is a solution, but I don't want to be deported. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna say so yeah i don't know it's uh thanks for listening <laughs> we were just in here <laughs> chatting about it because we don't have a solution there is no solution. it's such a complex problem like oh everything is so intertwined and it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it's like we can do something on our story where we like yeah. try and squeeze out like what would be the first step yeah in, and then we can talk about it next time because it's so hard yeah it's so hard but Thank you for listening, everybody. That's that's all we had today in regards to the Black Revolution and Black Capitalism. We hope you enjoyed. As always, you can find us on the socials of medias. At Read the Room Pod. You can go to our Curious Cat and ask a question. We're backed up, so next time we're going to answer some questions. Not backed up. And yeah, it's been a pleasure, as always. Thank you. Let us know what you think about this episode in our comments and all that good stuff. And go give us five rock stars. Rock with us. Five Thanks. stars on <laughs> Apple. We rock with y'all the long way and we will talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.